Yo, 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 Mave. How are you, buddy? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good, bro. Like, I'm excited for today because, hey, you know what? We have Omega Runners in the house with us today. And basically, there are tons of things, man. Like, we have been talking about Moonbirds for the longest time. And you know what? Guess what? Moonbirds, they have tons of update, bro. Oh man, like the Moonbirds update is, uh, like I, I'm getting more and more excited. I know that initially I wasn't too too psyched when I saw, I think it was like the, the stone that they were teasing. But now uh, with everything uh, up, and, uh, up and coming and uh, what we're going to cover today, I'm pretty excited, man. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And uh, you know, today, uh, you know, we basically shift our time. So like the people who are listening to us, like you guys, I know. Um, some of it is like, hey, shit, like, aren't you guys on 10 p.m., uh, you know, GMT plus 8? Uh, some of you guys missed it. But today, you know, we basically shift that whole hour because, you know what, we're going to accommodate to our host. But I'm pretty excited, man, because today, um, basically, just now, me, Maeve, and the rest of the Rock Radio Asia team, we have kind of like brainstormed into a new, uh, new initiative that we're going to be launching soon. So excited to tell you all about it. But you know what? Let's start the show. So what's up, PewCast fam? Hope you guys have a puking good day. And as always, welcome to Asia Web3 motherfuckers. I'm Puke representing the Rock Radio family. Our mission is simple. To discuss the latest news, NFT update, review case study, bring up Asia projects and community, but but most importantly, to be at the forefront of any DJ play to make some money. All right, Maeve, G-Dub, you guys are here. Take it off with what's happening in the GM news update. All right, let's go, GMGM. This is the Daily TradFi Update. Today, it is the 18th of April, 2023. It is Tuesday. So we keep up to date with uh, global macro events and, uh, and see how we can use this information to help you make better crypto decisions. So to the U.S. markets, S&P 500 up 0.3%, NASDAQ up. 0.5% and the major tech stocks down 0.3%. To Europe, FTSE 100 is up 0.3%. Uh, back to Asia, Hong Kong is down 0.6%. Japan is up 0.5%. Singapore down 0.3%. China, Shanghai up 0.2%. And Korea down 0.2%. Um, not much news today, so I thought I'd cover some from China. The Chinese central bank governor uh, said during a G20 meeting that China's economy is stabilizing and rebounding. Inflation remains low, and the pro- property market shows positive changes. Um, meanwhile, also China's statistics agency said there's insufficient global demand. So that means the rebound is not yet a solid rebound. So um, those are some keynotes from China. Um, that is the daily TradFi update today. Over to Pucas Maves. All right, all right. Thanks, G, to my M. Now I have Azuki Follow the Rabbit event registration now open to all. Priority for holders. Do those with their new video teaser, potentially new updates coming soon. 
OK Bass drops a video teaser, potentially new lore as well. OK Bass also partnership with Red on a merchandise collection. A longtime ETH holder got scammed for $1.04 million in total by a claim reward function. Stay safe, everyone. Got swoosh. Airdrops OF1 today, 1 in 3 chances to win. Moonbirds shows first ever short film, Shrine of the Diamond Totem. Lastly, Moonbirds, you are able to earn talents token through daily uh, nesting and uh, it will be their official reward token. So now, back to you, Puke. Alright, right, bro. So today, we have tons of exciting stuff, right? We always talk about Azuki. We talk about Moonbirds in our show. So what do you want to talk about? Because you know what? I'm I'm pretty excited to see like both of these projects build differently. So let's talk a little bit about Azuki, Ben. Like, you know, right now, a lot of different projects, for example, you know, Frank D. God, we have like Pudgy Penguins. They are going towards like a different narrative, right? One is, you know, doing plush toys. The next one is more towards, you know, exploring different chains, doing in real life parties. And Azuki, finally, bro, like after such a long time, they released a partnership with Bin. Right now, they release a partnership you know, or, or wanting to do that event in Las Vegas. So, hey, man, what do you think? Like the price is going to go up pre or post event? Azuki, guys, Azuki, like uh, I felt like when they did that first preview saying like, you know, uh, event gonna be at Las Vegas, uh, location TBA, <laughs> pun intended, founder, founder, TBA, you know. Uh, I, like, I, it was a bit underwhelming, right? Because it's just like, oh, yo, we're gonna do event, which is like around the time of like NFT NYC, which is not like amazing at all. But like, I don't know. Uh, the fact that they are opening up their event. So I, 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 I presume they booked out the, the whole event space, which is uh, Hakasan. So I, I'm, I believe it's a club the whole club because like it's just going to be available for anyone and everyone obviously priority to all their holders which technically uh, last I checked was like 50 or 60 percent or probably maybe like 40 ish percent anyway um, I'm, I'm pretty excited man because uh, this is uh, in a way it's kind of like onboarding anyone and everyone that you know that isn't in the Azuki ecosystem uh, sorry in, uh, in the Azuki ecosystem so by doing this like it's just kind of like a very simple referral system. Like, like I should say, I'm Azuki holder. Now, also, like, in, in terms of floor price, Azuki has pumped. Like, it was, like, 14 the other day. Now, it's, like, 15.8 or something. So, that's, like, a really, really, like, a good uh, one 1.5 to 1.8 ETH pump. I mean, like, it just kind of, like, reflects a lot of things. So, yeah, uh, back to what I was saying, right? It's, like, if, if we base off, like, a very simple referral model, like, if I'm an Azuki holder in the States, I'm going to just be like, yo, Let's go there, right? Hey, is it available for anyone? Most, I, I'm, I presume they, they're ready for like, it's going to be, it's going to be madness, like many people there, but they, they, they expected it. That kind of like really will onboard a lot of people to the Azuki ecosystem, which is uh, pretty amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, 100%, bro. Like, you know, you know that me and you, we both hold Azuki. And uh, even though we are back here in like, you know, Malaysia, Southeast Asia, um, I don't think I'll be going for the event, but but I saw you know somebody tweeted about it like you know on the twenty third itself. Um, basically, Steve, sorry, it's not Steve Aoki. It's um, Alfred Jack will be spinning in the Hassan uh, club, right? So I I think 
bro, like, you know, Azuki just gonna do uh, dope shit kind of stuff. The last big event that we know, like, basically been drops, right? Um, you know, right now, leading up to the whole event, um, you know, there are tons of uh, speculation around the space, um, you know, good shit's happening. Like, you know, a lot of people ask me, bro, like, you know, are you bullish for this event? And I think we, we talked to some of, like, the Azuki Malaysia people as well. They are planning to, you know, kind of, like, you know, gather together, go go like together to you know las vegas from malaysia uh wanting to attend the events and stuff like that i mean i am pretty excited to see what's i'm gonna unfold because i don't know man like is this is it just me building too much expectation or is like the team is gonna deliver some shit what thoughts, man i i feel like uh is this it, it, like the little things always matter right so i guess like the most of the nft events that we go to um you know, they, they're kind of like, I won't call them token-gated, obviously. Like, you know, if you've got friends, you know, you can come, but it's going to be a bit, like, hectic. And now, like, okay, Azuki already expects that the uh, the turnout is going to be massive, right? So, fuck it, guys. Book out the whole the whole club. So, I don't know, like, uh, the club probably can probably take in, like, what, three, three, four thousand people? I, give a, I don't know, but probably a bit less. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm overestimating. But safe side, right? Uh... And like again, it's just like really, really simple things, right? It's just like a very simple referral thing. Like, hey, yo, I'm a Zuki holder. I'm excited for this. I don't know what they're gonna drop. The last one was a beans drop. I, I mean, like, eh, I mean, like, I remember that. See, everybody was like madness, right? Then now this year, uh, that I, I agree to a point where like the expectations is really high, right? Because like, I mean, look, look at this, right? Like, oh, event, you know, you got all the deeds, and then like just floor price just like went up. I mean, everybody is like, like, like so excited for what's coming from Azuki team. So yeah, I'm excited. Like no shit, man. I'm like super excited, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Right. Let's let's talk a little bit more on Moonbirds, bro. Because like we know that they basically cancelled the whole event of like you know basically the proof proof collective kind of conference proof co- uh I think proof conference right and then. I, ever since that happened, they said that they're going to focus all their resources in terms of building Moonbirds. And we see, like, hey, man, like, they previously they have this drop uh, whereby it's going to feature, like, you know, 20 over plus artists to kind of, like, build in the ecosystem. Right now, they launch in terms of, like, that whole Stallion token. Um, they're going to do even more stuff with, like, the whole Diamond exhibition, you know, Day Pass and stuff like that. So, Hey man, like what are you looking at? Because this this moment, right? We see, for example, Pajis is like like four if we see our artifact is like two plus almost to three. Doodles is below three, so it's all almost at that same boat whereby you know they are struggling to be better than one another, right? So all of this thing, you know, where do you see it? Is is it like bullish for you? Which project, bro? So. I know that we, we're not advocates of uh, floor prices and all, and it uh, shouldn't be, because, like, you know, community, to be honest, is really what matters. If Jin was here, he'd be like, yo, community first, which I fully agree. But um, I, I wasn't a fan when uh, when Moonbirds announced that they wouldn't do the artist drop, right? There was, uh, there was a bit like, another 10k drop, you know? But, like, uh, then, then obviously, I was brushing up on, like, Moonbird meetings, and uh, I'm excited, because with the CCO thing, I, I, I felt like it was... Um, it's a straight dagger to to every to every holder's heart, right? Then uh, their their growth basically was stunted, right? Proof was you know doing good because like proof is an art collective. No, we, we all get that. But like Moonbirds on the other hand was like stuck. And now with Moonbird Mythics, uh, I I guess like for me at least, 
they can now step away uh, from this whole uh, CCO drama, you know, really just to, like, you know, go go with their full potential. Because, like, I, I love Moombas, right? Like, uh, it's cute. I love it, right? The art and all. It, it's like, for, for me, I, I really, really like the art community and all. It's also, like, they're, they're really nice people. Uh, I, I like the community. Then, uh, I think pairing, well, the the video that they teased during NFT NYC, I believe it's got to do with uh, Moombas Mythics. The, the talent token though, really interesting to uh, to see how they're they're planning to do this. But I, I see that they, they definitely want to obviously reward the the original Gen One holders. So yeah, a lot of thought put into it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I mean when we when we talk about like you know even Southeast Asia projects, right? Uh, we talk about first of all we representing Rock Radio. They have that whole rock token ecosystem whereby you know you have you are able to listen to earn participation uh hosts that you know hosts this kind of shows they are able to earn rock token we talk about you know ape they have like the ape coin we talk about d gods they have dust token azuki for now there's no token and i don't think that is the route that they go they wanting to do you know do this it's all about like good vibes music and stuff like that it's also not what they want to do um seeing moonbird initially my whole top process was like moonbird is going to focus on like really high quality art right like when we talk about proof collective all the all the people that they get is really good um so it's it's interesting to see that hey right now they are going towards this whole token airdrop kind of stuff which is really I mean, I, I didn't expect they're going to drop this bomb today when I woke up. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see this because like even like when we talk about meme land, right? We talk about Kyongs, they have like the Prana token, they have like the you know, meme coin. So I, I don't know, like, do you think all projects in the end whereby they want to have their whole ecosystem should launch a token? What do you think, bro? Ooh, pew, pew, pew. Uh, this, this, is a, this is a very tough question for me at least. Maybe uh, when uh, let our uh, our guests uh, chime in a bit on this, because uh, for me tokens tokens is uh, I, I'm not too familiar, but at the same time, like I feel it's uh, it's an in, inevitable that you need a token to like you know buff up to have like your full ecosystem functionable. Don't don't know if that's true or not, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is always gonna be a debate. But talking about tokens, guys. Um, you know, if you guys have been following Bakery, and I know like, you know, previously we have talked a few episodes about the Bakery, but the Mint is like in a couple of hours, and I have to say, shit, Maeve, like, you know, I was farming the Butter Tokens, right? And then like the Butter Tokens that I get is super far from the Mint um, that I should have. So the, the Mint price are like... In, in terms of the butter token, it's about 136 butter token, 136k butter tokens. Right now, I'm only at like, you know, 4k butter tokens. So I'm super far away from it. But uh, guys, if you guys are in the audience, I know some of you guys have been farming like crazy. I, I'm really excited to see how this project plays out because uh, they are purely on, you know, people just farming the butter tokens and then having that tokens to do free min, you know, using the tokens for Twitter activity engagement. So if you guys here on the audience that have the butter token uh, is ready to mean, just give me a thumbs up. So I'm going to be jealous. Uh, that's it. So, you know, I, I miss it, man. Maeve, have you been farming this? Nah, man, like uh, we, we were talking about this uh, yesterday, right? 
like token anything related to tokens, token airdrop, token anything for any uh any any dex, any L one, any dab or anything. It's uh it's gonna be uh I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a lot more time to to get this in order, man. Like GW is just saying like we we definitely need to set up somebody to get into uh, to understand this more so we can cover it a lot more. Because uh, it's uh, it's a lot to I mean it's a lot to keep track, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro, bro, GW, have you find that person for us, bro? No, no, I haven't. But I wanted to say um the the bakery side. I think the mint price is uh one six nine k. Um, bro, are you just tell telling me that I'm even further? Yeah, even further I... away. Fuck. But even I mean even I have. 20k butter so you're you're really far away i'm not sure not sure what you've been doing maybe weekly farming so so yeah i've been following in terms of like you know because like basic basically you have like two ways to earn butter right like the first way for you to earn butter is kind of like you know you like the post and then you claim it so each post that they post out basically you earn 100 butter the next one is more towards the fishing game and bro fuck man like i've been playing that fishing game like you know, i think like every day you have like 18 18 turns to play each time when you play you burn 100 butters um the last time i play um, you know, the last five times I burned 500 butters, I did five try and each try I got rock with uh, zero butter in return. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Fuck this shit. Fuck this game. Uh, but bro, tell me, man, how did you manage to get up to 22K? But even 22K is super far from that 160, yeah, 160. Yeah. I mean, so, 20, so- 22K, I'm, I, I would have had more, but I actually spent a lot on uh, raffles when... <laughs> When the Discord first opened, I mean, in <laughs> hindsight, I shouldn't have done that. You, you so I, I probably, I probably right. would have had thirty or forty k, but that, that's still really far away. I, I do know someone who just got enough to mint tonight. Um, yeah, so somehow he has one hundred and sixty nine. I think, I think he must have just been playing the different games and you know and winning regularly to to get to that kind of amount. Yeah, I, I think it's more towards um kind of like he's there since like day one. Um, but in terms of like w- w- what do you think um with their supply, with people actually have enough butter to mint? So do you know, for example, like every mint is 160k, right? And if they don't mint finish, will they open for people who have lesser butter? No, I, I don't think so. So it's gonna be a slow mint and it seems to be you need to you need to get the one sixty nine k butter to to mint it. All right, so you are looking. Uh, I mean, this is pretty interesting, right? So you are looking in terms of, for example, the mint is open. Uh, maybe we just say the supply is three k, right? How how much is the supply? I think the supply is one thousand one hundred and eleven, but only one thousand is for uh, for the for the butter. Mint mints, I see. Um, so I mean, I, I don't know how many can mint at the beginning. You know, maybe only a handful, and yep, then yep. it'll just be a gradual, gradual mint over. I don't know, a few weeks or a month. Ah, uh, so I mean, I'm on like four k. I I think I'm pretty far fetched. No, no, but people not, not gonna make it for sure. <laughs> 
Knock me, bro. Knock me. NGM. Oh my god. You know, you just shit on me on Twitter spaces, bro. Like what the fuck? All right, but but the thing is this. Um, so for example, if you know you are at hundred or even hundred fifty, right? Um, the min goes on maybe only three hundred minted every day. We still can farm butter and then hope that we reach one six one one six nine, right? And then we mint the collection until it closes. That that's the whole main goal of it, right? Yeah, I think until until there's a thousand mints, then it, then it stops. I see, I see. All right, all right. That is pretty cool. Um, twenty two k, bro. Um, even you shit on me, you are a little bit too far as well. Yeah, I I won't be out of mint for sure. <laughs> I checked the leaderboard. Right. I think I'm like ranked four thousand or something. Oh man, but I I mean I, I'm interested to see this project because like it's kind of like below the radar, right? Um, you know, people who who's in the ecosystem, people who's minted or farmed the butter token, they are all into it. I don't is, see is this on Eve? Is this on Eve or is it like on it, no other chains, man? I I think it's on Eve, man. Yeah, Eve. Eve. Yeah, May, okay, you know what? May basically when I started, uh May fathered me and say, Hey bro, don't don't waste your time. You, you're not gonna get it. And I, I try to convince him and I said, you know what? I can do it, but end of the day, I didn't do it. Um uh, shit. 4K. Uh it seems a little bit far fetched. You twenty two K. We did the TMA thing, guys. Guys, if anybody doesn't know, I you know, I like I'm a big advocate for Japanese NFT projects. I like what they're doing. Everything, all oh, you know, whatever it is. But like, hands down, fuck TMA, fuck me, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did everything, man. I did everything. I did my best, but you know, no spots. So you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We are the team of not getting spots. All right, that is all for the news update of today. Um, you know, if you guys want to know you know whatever that Maeve talk about or even GW talk about all you have to do is go to GW's profile or even the Pukas profile every day we will be releasing you know daily news NFT update uh, even the trade fight update for you guys alright let's dive down into the guest speaker of today today we have Omega Runners and I'm you know pretty excited to have them on board with us because you know they have been you know channeling a lot of Twitter spaces and if you guys have for example like the first come first serve uh, whitelist all you have to do is follow their profile because you know like yesterday our big daddy Farouk you know if you listen to the space you get the update you can convert your first come first serve into a guaranteed mint so all you have to do is check on them because you know you don't know when these guys just launch stuff like that alright let's get the team on board how are you guys doing Good morning. How's it going, everybody? I'm going yo, yo. great, bro. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. You know, thanks for uh, adjusting your time a little bit. It is bright and early here in Los Angeles, but I'm very <laughs> happy to wake up to talk to you all. No worries. Like, like, what time is it for you right now? Uh, it is 8 a.m. right now, so it's it's I... all good. <laughs> yep, yep. Right now it's like eleven PM for me. So you know what? Here in Asia, every time when you wake up, it's our time to go to sleep. So we have that nice balance in between, bro. Yeah, no, I know what that's like. It's a tough schedule to pull. Where in Asia are you? Uh Malaysia. Oh nice. I was in uh, uh five months in Thailand in Bangkok making a movie a couple years ago. So that was a lot of late nights. 
uh, split to LA time too. I, I, it's a difficult schedule. I know what that's yeah, like. Yeah, I figured like, you know, once you are in Asia and you, you told me that, you know, you, you go for holiday in Thailand, uh, basically it's going to leave a strong memory in you because it's like all the good times you have in Asia, bro. Yeah. Well, I've been, actually, I've been to, I've been all over Southern Asia. I've gone, uh, not in a long time. I was in KL in like 2009. Um, and I went out to like Butterworth and Georgetown. Um, found a, like a little beach. I found like a little beach on uh, just outside of Georgetown. And I stayed there for about two weeks. I was probably about 10 years ago. But um, I love Malaysia. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> That's so good to hear. All right. Tell us a little bit more in terms of your background and uh, what you guys hope to build, like, you know, what's the project all about? Just give us some Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Bryce Anderson. I am a film producer at Clubhouse Pictures. Um, We are a film and TV production company founded by Brian Unkelis. Um, So Brian is best known for uh, when he was pretty young, he pulled the the Hunger Games book off a shelf and said, what if we made this into a movie? Um, He also did uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid and Crazy Rich Asians. Um, and then, you know, he went and found Clubhouse Pictures, which is where I joined him when I was there. We did um, Bright with Will Smith, which was like the first ever kind of big blockbuster movie at Netflix. We did I, Tonya with Margot Robbie. Um, we did Birds of Prey for DC, also with Margot Robbie. And then we did um, The Watcher with Ryan Murphy, as well as like a bunch of other stuff. Um, we did Kate, which was a movie that we shot in Bangkok and Tokyo. Um, with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and uh, Woody Harrelson and also uh, like Tadeo Asano and, and uh, Jun Kunimura and a number of like, you know, Japanese stars um, uh, with a guy named Miyavi, actually, a pop star Miyavi. If you guys are uh, big Asian fans, you might know who he is. Um, that was a fun movie. And um you know, simultaneously, while I've been making movies in my day job, I've been in Web3 since about, or not Web3, I've been in crypto since about 2013. Um, and then I got into Web3 really early on in 2021 because, um, you know, it was like watching, you know, my two sort of, my two worlds collide. And the first one was crypto. And the second one was like this idea of building culture and building stories and, um you know, that use, you know, looking at art as a commodity as well as art, um, as well as entertainment, which is what we do. Um, and we started talking about like what it would look like to enter the Web3 market as a company and um, how we could use uh, the, you know, this incredibly fertile and creative ground in Web3 and the amazing communities that can spring out of it to build a piece of content that could go on and become, you know, what we call global franchise IP. So, um, you know, we talk about like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and we talk about Pokemon and we talk about um, these sort of like big multi-platform IP ideas that exist uh, not just as a video game or a television show or a comic book or merchandising line, but like, as all of those things all together. Um, and so we set about trying to figure out what that would look like. And the eventual process led us to runner. 
Yeah, I mean, like you caught me off guard when you throw all the all the names and stuff like that because, like, you talk about Asian, uh, that 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 whole movie that is shot in Malaysia. So, like, are you that so called? Um, you know, you guys run a a studio that shoots tons of like movies in your web two background. Uh, it's not a studio; it's a production company. Um, so we work with studios. So we have a uh, we've got a an output deal with Netflix. We've been at Netflix for about five, almost six years now. Um, so we've done, I think six movies with them, but we also work at other studios. So we have projects at Hulu. We've got projects at uh, HBO and we've got projects at, you know, Warner brothers, universal um, paramount. So, you know, we're a little all over the place. <laughs> All right, that's guess that's great because like you know right now in the space, I mean when we look at you know projects that are really thriving, it's all about you know you have the production company, you have the animation studio, people who actually knows how to like write a good storytelling kind of like whole concept of an NFT project, and because that whole narrative that really captures people's attention, I think that is what really striving in the space right now. So, how did you kind of like get that whole experience into wanting to build Omega Runners? Yeah, so if you remember, like really early on in 2021, um, I was a I was a pretty early person to the board of yacht club but also watching all those other projects like subducts and pixel vault and um those like really early ip or those really early kind of uh pfp collections that people were talking about them and they were saying you know this is going to be the next marvel this is going to be the next uh you know disney this is going to be the the sort of like from the garden from where all of the good IP in the future comes. And I think everybody had the right idea. I think looking at web three as a place where you can kind of launch and play test ideas and work out the kinks in an idea to make something that people really love. And then from there launch it into a more global platform is a really great idea. Um, I think when you look at the IP that existed in the space at the time, um, this is before Zuki, you know, this is before um, a lot of the projects that we think of as like the blue chips today. Um, what was happening was the, the idea was right. And it was right for something that was more like a branding play. Um, but it was not necessarily right for something that was a story or an entertainment medium. And so um, we looked at it and we were like, okay, so, this, this works for merchandise and it works for, you know, streetwear, stuff like that. But how does it work if we want to build comic books and stories and movies? Um, because, you know, so much of the, so many of the collections had this really good character, right? They had one really good drawing with a cool style. And then you had a bunch of different hats or hairstyles or whatever that you could put on that character. But they didn't necessarily have much story. There weren't like there weren't relationships between the characters. There weren't sort of like larger overarching ideas about what the conflict that might be. And um, when you're working with story, taking an image and trying to put it into conflict is really, really difficult thing to do. Like you're kind of working backwards. Um, and when you're building story from scratch, what you do is you start with the conflict and you start with this world and then you work towards an image. And um, we thought, okay, so, if you were going to launch something in Web3, what you really need is you need an idea of what you're doing. Like you need to know 
early on where you're going with something. You need to have an idea of what the television show looks like before you launch the early project. Just, you know, it can change. It doesn't have to be set in stone, but it needs enough of a direction that when you hit that moment, like if you're lucky enough to catch the wave, right, in in Web3, if you're lucky enough to like, um, you know, time it properly, you know, it's like, can you get up and surf? Like, do you have the skills and do you have everything you need to, you know, complete the process? And um, that's how, you know, we started thinking that's when we built out Runner. So Runner was, um, you know, an, an idea cooked up by us, but also by a guy named Cedric Nicholas Troyan, who is a, um, he's a French guy, but his, um, he's lived in the U.S. for about 25 years and he's a he's a director but he's also um, a vfx supervisor he's an academy award nominated vfx supervisor um and an incredible animator um and has the the deepest knowledge of um anime and the anime process and the animation process um and design um than anybody i've ever met to be totally honest um the man has a tat he's got a totoro uh, tattooed on one arm and a uh, an Ava, oh, I think it's an O one tattooed on the other. Like the man lives and breathes this. Um, and then uh, we started talking with Blaze Hemingway, who's a writer, and um, he's been at Disney Animation for a long time, and he worked on uh, Wreck It Ralph and Zootopia and Big Hero Six and Tangled, and he did a rewrite on Tron Legacy, um, and he's just been in that world for a really long time. He's at Pixar now. Um, and with all of this, we started talking about what Omega might be and we, and, and not necessarily as an NFT collection, but as, as it's full form, like if we were going to do multiple seasons of a television show, what does it look like? Um, and we came up with this idea where, um, you know, in the world of runner takes place on a planet called Omega and the planet Omega is a lot like ours except instead of having a warrior culture like ours, where we settle disputes through force and combat, they have a racing culture where they settle disputes through speed and competition. So, you know, what this used to look like was uh, two tribes meet in a field and they have a dispute over the territory. So the fastest runner from each tribe races across the field and whoever wins the race wins the dispute. And, you know, that's how they settle these things. If you take that as like the basis culture and you throw it 30,000 years into the future, um, suddenly people are in these high-end vehicles in these advanced societies, but they still sort of have this racing core, this idea that whoever is the fastest is the most powerful, that speed is the currency of power. And, um, you know, they, they race for things all the time for all sorts of different reasons, but the, the major political system on this planet takes place once every three years in something called the Omega race. And the Omega race, in the Omega race, uh, every nation on this planet nominates one person that they call their proxy runner. And that person is racing on behalf of their nation. They pilot a vehicle in this 21 day multi-stage race all the way around the continent. And the winner of this race gets to declare the sovereign of the world. So like the, they call it the Omega protector, who's essentially the emperor of the planet. Um, and so it's this really big kind of fun, uh, you know, kind of gonzo idea that has a lot of really fun stakes because you're racing, not just for the glory of racing and not just to win, but for political power inside of your country. Um, 
And we came up with this idea and we took it, um, you know, and we came up with the idea to work into it like an NFT. But the, the process was actually, we took all the story idea and we went, we started working with an, uh, with an animation company called Sun Creature. And Sun Creature is an awesome 2D animation company that works out of um, Europe who actually did designs for Arcane and um, like League of Legends and like that type of work. Um, and we started working with them like we were making a TV show. It was like, hey guys, let's do this like pre-production in television. So let's design all of our characters. Let's design the world. Let's design these vehicles. Let's do this sort of exploration process to figure out what this property looks like. And then once we knew what that looked like after a couple of months of work, we took a step back and said, okay, send these designs to our comic book illustrator and send these designs to our NFT team and let's go build what the NFT looks like. Let's go make the comic book, knowing what our core IP is long-term. Um, and so that was really the, the beginning of the process. And we've got the comic book that we've released to, uh, we released early to some of our holders, but it will also be um, available to anyone with a character token. Um, and I think uh, it's been a really exciting process and we're really excited to share um, yes, characters with the world. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in in terms of like when you talk about you know your previous experience and then coming into building this whole narrative and like even the storyline that you tell about you know the Omega Runners and then who raced to the end. So you know having that whole wealth of experience in terms of launching and like you know being worked in terms of you know multiple uh, big production companies and also you know creating a storyline that actually creates that community that love it um what do you think is that main i would say like strategy or the main concept behind you know when you create for example nft project how what are the certain you know um elements that you guys incorporate into the storytelling that actually makes sense for the web3 space yeah of course and and i think some of it has to do with you know how does the storytelling in the web three space crossover into call it you know web two space uh, and how much lives just in the web three space and then how much um how much do you control as a creator and how much do you how much do you give to the holders as freedom right that they can go and create and contribute on their own um and i think you know it's it's always a delicate balance but something that we've thought of from a long time is that we have what we call our core characters. So these are the core characters that are in our comic series. Um, and these characters are kind of the storyline that we are working with. Um, and it's, uh, you know, the storyline we wanted to tell first off. And we said, okay, we're going to use this story as sort of like a signpost for everybody else who's coming into the world. So they can read this and they'll understand something about all the nations and they'll understand something about some of the characters and how these societies operate and how it all functions and, um, use that as their introduction to the universe. And then the NFT collection um, is a collection of unique citizens of Omega that are all different to this world. So um, that was important to us because we wanted everybody to have uh, certain IP rights for their characters, which means that the characters everybody's getting in the character drop are brand new. Um, they only exist in the character drop so far, but 
the idea being that people can take these characters and go do things with them. Um, they can go create with them if they like to, they can license them back to us and we can put them into the main project. Like um, th there's a lot of opportunity and the best way to preserve that opportunity was to um, give everyone a unique character and um, allow them to sort of choose their own direction for what they want to do with what they hold. Um, and then at the same time, we'll be telling our story through uh, the comic books and then hopefully you know if you look at our team like obviously we're pretty animation focused um, and we would love to go do it as an animated show um, and you know that's sort of the, that moment for us where you know what happens when web 3 goes web 2 right if you, if you can work both ways because one of the things that we talk about wanting to do is like okay so the web 3 is where we launch it's where we really develop this IP it's where we um, spend a lot of time, you know, talking to the community, figuring out what resonates with people, um, making sure that the idea is as good as it can be, bringing people into the process, all of that. And then, um, you know, because of the work that we do, we have connections at all these, these studios. It's like, we'll go out to those places, we'll pitch them. Um, the goal is to, you know, produce multiple seasons of an animated television show and then put it out on, you know, something like Netflix or, you know, like a major platform that goes everywhere. And um, if we can do that, you know, there'll be plenty of people that are fans of the show that don't even realize it was originally NFT. There'll be people that just, you know, watch it and then go to sleep. But there will also be other people who are such fans of the show. They go figure out where it's from and they figure out, you know, where it started and they'll find their way back to the community and they'll find their way to web three. And, uh, in that sense, like getting more fans will support the web three community and the web three community will then spin out more projects, um, that can go out into the world and be engaged with just as anyone engages with any kind of entertainment. Um, and so for us, that's the cycle that we hope to build. And, um, the sort of the version of, you know, web two, web three that we see, uh, being the most successful going forward. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, in terms of how you are taking your whole project, um, I mean, I, I believe like right now in the in the whole NFT space, uh, you know, it's either you launch, for example, a PFP and then you are building on the IP or you are launching, for example, uh, you know, a play to earn or, you know, a play, play, play and earn pr project and then you get that community to join it or you are launching, for example, like music NFT, which is also related to IP. So in, in the direction of, you know, you guys wanting to build that whole, you know, IP for your project and having that whole um, experience with, for example, you know, producing multiple uh, pro movies, um, you know, having or wanting to have partnership with Netflix and stuff like that. I think this is moving forward uh, a way that people can really differentiate between like, you know, regular projects and the projects who have really strong IP. So one thing that really caught my attention is that you guys actually have already launched your first edition NFT, right? Um, you guys have your Omega Runners first NFT. You guys have your pin, uh, Pinch Reek. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really bullish in terms of like when I see a project have their first collection and the collection really has, you know, that floor price, which is higher compared to like their main price and stuff like that. So, so tell me a little bit more in terms of like, you know, that previous first collection, how is it differ and how you value uh, or give benefit towards that holder comparing to the now new, um, you know, NFT that you, that you are going to mint. Yeah. So the first edition NFT actually came through, 
um, our first comic book sale. We printed uh, a limited edition number of the comic books. And uh, when people bought the comic book, they also got the NFT. Um, and we did that really early on just to sort of cement some of the early people in our Discord and the early community members. And I see some of them, you know, hanging out in the um, in the space right now. So, uh, you know, some of those guys, RTF, hello. Um, it's great to have those people around. Um, and that's really, we call it like a Genesis pass for the project, um, holding that pro or holding that pass. Um, all of those holders will get airdropped a character for instance. Um, so it's a, it's a guaranteed character by owning one of those tokens. Um, and they will have, you know, full access to all of our things going forward. Um, but then we really view the character collection as sort of like the first, the, the primary NFT of the project. And that will be the um, sort of the, the main identifier of the community going forward. Um, but it was a really, uh, yeah, we, we sent out a thousand comic books. We shipped them to um, like 41 different countries, really all over the globe. Um, we were really excited to do that. And, uh, you know, it's been exciting to watch, um, you're right. The floor price has maintained very well on those. I think they have 10 X from where we sent them, sold them, maybe even more, maybe 20 X at this point. Um, and that's been, uh, really, you know, gratifying to see. Bro, you are being modest uh, in terms of selling the floor price up, but you guys hit the alpha, guys. Like the first collection did well, so I'm I'm definitely bullish on you know you guys producing more because the way I see moving forward is like you know projects that have that small collection, um, you know having that community engage, they are bullish on it. You know, even I see that for example the activities people are buying up, you know, two days, three days, they are actually buying it up. So how does it lead back to the other launch that you guys are doing? which is the pinch reach. Oh, the pinch rigs. So the pinch rigs are a utility token and we airdrop those to our holders and we haven't told them why. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, you've got to share some alpha, bro. Uh, no, I'm not, but it's, it, it, <laughs> is a, it is a necessary token for a planned event um, that hasn't happened yet that will happen um, at some point after launch, after the mint, we, we kind of had to make it, we were originally going to, uh, run with the pinch rigs, uh, at the top of the year, but then we decided that we had to really go all in on the, the primary mint. Um, and so the pinch rigs have been paused, but they will be useful, um, later soon. Uh, but not, I can't tell you what they're for, but there is a, there is a purpose, uh, Absolutely, and uh, it's a pretty exciting purpose too. Uh, um, but those were those were airdropped <laughs> to all of our first edition holders. No, I, I mean, when you look at, for example, like you know, you have that Genesis Pass, right? And when you go to the website, you see all these amazing characters, and somehow you just gotta feel like you know that pin rich is gonna give like some booster power to all that runners. Um, that you guys are launching on season two. So I, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm gonna push a little bit more to see what else you can give us, bro. Because like I I know for a fact that you guys uh I mean this is the first time I I see you guys really utilizing Twitter Spaces, right? Uh, in terms of like for example doing collapse, giving first come first serve basis, and then people who actually take the time to listen, for example, to a show that you guys launched like the Alpha. 
and then they can get the guarantee mint. So what was that whole thought process behind doing this whole model? Because I see like, it, it's kind of like a pull up, right? Like you listen to spaces and because you give your time to it, uh, you're able to mint a pull up, but instead you guys can convert your first come first serve mint to a guarantee mint. So where does that thought process come in uh, in terms of utilizing Twitter spaces? Yeah, you know, we just really wanted to incentivize people to stick around. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of flippers in the NFT space, and they provide liquidity, so I respect it. But um, for a project long term, you want to find the people that want to hold, and you want to find the people that believe in the process. Um, and especially on something like Omega Runner, where the process is this vision for this long term uh, franchise, right? Something like you know a years long animation process and you know video games which are not quick and they're not fast and so um while we have you know short-term goals and things like more comic books and community engagements and things like the pintrigs that will keep everything interesting um you you know we want to find the people that really love this project and um we thought the best way to reward that was by rewarding people um for coming back so Actually, it's a good time to transition. Today is a day where you guys can sign up for the allow list if you want to. Um, if it's your first space, it will be a first come, first serve phase two allow list pass. Um, if you are already on the phase two allow list, it will automatically upgrade you to the phase one allow list, which is guaranteed. Um, and that is something we can do today. I don't know if you guys could pin, uh, if you go to the Omega Runner Twitter account, there's a tweet that explains how to sign up for the allow list. And then I can give you guys the password for this morning for this space. Um, but it's All allow right. list. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that's, bro, you just turned the whole conversation a little bit more interesting. Maeve, are you there, buddy? You got to help me because, you know, my phone, Android, it's kind of like preventing me from pinning up a post tweet. So, Maeve, uh, are you there, buddy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I already got you, brother. Yep, yep, yep. Go to Omega Runner, pint up that post tweet that he's talking about, and he's going to drop some alpha, bro. Yeah, so the, you know, if you can find the tweet, but you can also just type in the URL, it's allowlist.omegaxrunner.xyz. And uh, if you go there, you'll sign in with your wallet and then enter the password. And the password for today is jump, J U M P, jump. Um, if you enter that right now and for the next probably 30 minutes, 40 minutes, um, it will put you on the allow list or upgrade you on the allow list um, for our mint on Thursday. So uh, thank you all for showing up. And uh, <laughs> Bro, bro, I, I have to stop you right there because I, I have the first conference stuff and I'm trying to get it. Um, could you repeat the URL? It's allow list. <laughs> yeah. It's oh somebody just somebody just posted it so it's on the pin tweet too but it's allowlist.omegaxrunner.xyz um and the password again is jump j u m p all right all right thanks thanks bro I, I i mean in in terms of like you know what you guys are doing uh, i'm super excited every time when a project has already like a successful you know first first man and then they're moving on to the second phase so just now i i heard you know you guys you know obviously already launched for example your whole uh you know animated 
uh, kind of like a series and then you are moving into like animated series so you have like the comic version you have the animator that's what you're going to work on and do i heard that you guys are working on a game as well uh that's further away but we would like to you know when we when we think about runner you know i always think about it as the like the black hole in the center of a solar system and what's orbiting around it is you know the comic book and the animation and the game and the merchandising and like all of those things sort of like long term and so um you know that is the hope that we do that obviously with the with the racing elements and the web3 elements there's a pretty kind of um obvious direction to take the game um and that is something we definitely want to do but we didn't want to get into that until we've gotten through the mint um because it's uh you know, it's so important to get the mint right. And especially because it's sort of our first major foray out into the Web3 space. We wanted to do it properly and have that community involvement and have that community input before we go on and do other things. I see, I see. This, this is pretty interesting. So maybe one last question before we end the space is that I, I also know that you guys are, are having Zeneca as your advisor. So maybe you can tell me more about like, you know, his involvement in the entire project. Yeah, um, you know, Zeneca is tight with our team over at Metaversal. So um, I guess to understand a little bit more about our team, so it's a it's a co-production between ourselves, which is I work at Clubhouse Pictures, so the movie element, and this company Metaversal, uh, where Sam works, for instance, he's on as a speaker in the space also. Um, and they are a, uh, they're a venture capital company that invests in... Uh, you know, interesting new Web3 projects, uh, specifically, you know, Web3 projects that are creative and, um, you know, like storytelling based. And they have these incredible connections inside the Web3 world, including, for instance, with Zeneca, who's come on as an advisor to the project. Um, and he's just been really, really helpful in giving his perspective about our launch and our approach and, um, you know, certain marketing directions and uh you know we're really excited to have his steady hand and advice all right all right thanks a lot buddy all right okay guys so if you go if you guys right now go up to the pin tweet basically check out for the post um that pukecast posted so it's a link called ref.gg r-e-v-v.gg all you have to do is click on the link you know uh sign in using your twitter uh, put in your address and mint the pull-up for today. So what does the pull-up does? You know, all you have to do is, you know, whenever you join the whole week of, you know, Asian Web3 motherfuckers, um, you get the pull-up and end of the week, we will be doing a token airdrop. So every week we are dropping around 800 R-Ways token. So R-Ways token is a token that's supplied by the Kaiju Kings, uh, courtesy of the Kaiju friends. They are doing the air, to air token drop for us. So the more pull-up you collect, basically it increases the vintage for you guys. All right. Once again, um, you know, Omega Runners, um, thank you so much for being here. Basically, you know, sharing a little bit of what you guys are doing. And hey, man, it's like, you know, um, Thursday is your mid. It's pretty... Uh, I mean, it is pretty a tight timeline for you guys. I mean, I know like, you know, I launched two projects before and uh, it's going to be a little bit more, you know, uh, hectic, uh, more stress in terms of, you know, launching the project. So just want to wish all the best to you. Thank you. Uh, you know, 
it's crunch time, but it's very exciting also. So we're really happy to be here. We feel good about, you know, the process right now. And we have an awesome tech team and um, I'm really excited for the world to see it. Yep, yep. All right, guys. So once again, thank you for being a part of the Asia Web3 Motherfuckers powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia space with you guys. I believe we are one step ahead in building the most genuine community in Asia. So tomorrow, Wednesday, you know, Thursday, Friday, you know, on Wednesday and Thursday, we will be having people from Tezos. Um, you know, they're basically an incubator from Tezos coming on the show to share a little bit more in terms of what they are building in Asia. On Friday, we will have Solo Sun, basically, you know, a Japanese project that recently sell out a lot of hypes uh, over the project. So, you know, join the space. See you guys again tomorrow. And uh, once again, thank you for, you know, joining the space. Hope you guys have tons of alpha in this space and see you guys again tomorrow. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you.